Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation's Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. I am going to be your guest host here today, Michael Canodal. And it's always a pleasure because I get to talk to some of the best musicians, educators on the planet. And today is one of my favorite, of course. We have none other than Professor Brandon Robertson. And guess what today's topic is? Something is that's very needed, and we don't like to talk about it, but it's necessary. Today's topic is performance anxiety. Hmm. Mm. I'll set that there for a second. Let that sit in. We're going to let that set in. But before we get into it, I just want to remind everybody that, you know, if you have any questions, uh, please just type them in the chat. You know, we'll love to hear your feedback. You know, we'll try to set some time to the side to answer any questions you may have. And uh, also, check out all the upcoming free sessions. We have them there on our website, www.clearwaterjazz.com slash education. And if you want to email us, say you want to tell us how great these sessions are or what maybe you want to hear, email us over there at info at clearwaterjazz.com. We want to thank our sponsors. Uh, check out the studio archives, the past session at clearwaterjazz.com. And our sponsors over there at Blue Water Wealth Management, at Stewart Partners, and Duke Energy. As well, we want to thank our sponsors for the Young Lions podcast available wherever you stream. And we want to thank our friends over there at Marine Max Clearwater. So just search Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions wherever you may stream. So some of you may not know the professor, but I just want to tell you a little bit about this guy here that is very special to us. Some of his past sessions, I mean, just I'm gonna read some of these. I know you don't raise the bar. <laughs> it is a lot. Preparation for performance, playing duo performances. How about accompanying a vocalist? Uh, what about the "What I Love About" series? We did one on Paul Chambers, Jocko Storius. My goodness, and one of my favorites, the last one that was so much information packed into it was the two five seven progression. We did a part one and a part two. So you're a student or a seasoned musician, go back and get that knowledge, pause it, take the note, play it, do it. But about the professor here, he's an Emmy-nominated music director, professional upright lecturer, bassist, composer, and music educator, originally from none other than Tampa, Florida. Tampa. He completed his Bachelor's of Arts in Music at Florida State University in 2009 and a Master's of Music and Jazz Studies in the spring of 2016. Currently, he's the leader down there in the Director of Jazz Studies and the Director of the FGCU Basketball Band at Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. 2018, Brandon was nominated for an Emmy Award for the Best Documentary for Educational Collegiate Programs featuring the FGCU Jazz Ensemble. And as a prominent band leader, you know, Brandon has taken his band on multiple national tours. I mean, he's headlining some of the top jazz venues in the country. So, you know, you are in great, great hands today. And um, he's been featured all over with national jazz festivals. And recently, he released his first debut album entitled Based on a True Story. It is an amazing project. Look right there. You can see it. Beautiful artwork. And guess what? It reached all the way to number 16 on the iTunes Top 200 release. So 
without any further ado, we don't want to delay this great topic. Professor, the stage is all yours. As usual, everyone, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to the Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation. Thank you all to my brother, Mr. Cronodo. Thank you very much for the intro. As usual, this is family. And to everyone who's watching, this is one of the best organizations in the Central Florida area that is supporting our youth, that is continuing to thrive in the jazz community and is pretty much spearheading what we need to do to let the next generation know that this music needs to still exist. So thank you all, thank you all for joining. So for today's performance, um, sorry, ha, I was performing. We're talking about performance anxiety, but I wanted to switch it up real quick. See, I was originally gonna talk about how you can help yourself in a performance, you know, if, you, if you're someone who gets nervous or doesn't know how to obtain the nerves in, in, in a performance situation and things that you can do and practice to hinder those moments from happening. But then, as right before this session started, I was talking, talking to my, my dear friend Michael and, and something came up and I didn't think about this until literally maybe five minutes ago. We are now coming out of a post, quote unquote, or because we're still in it, but a post pandemic situation where musicians are now starting to transition back into a normalcy of performing again. But there's a catch to this. All of us, myself, all the other musicians that are that are that exist on this planet, every last one of us was quarantined for a whole year, did not perform, did not interact with any audience, wasn't able to sell any merchandise, wasn't able to go to the crappy hotels and get up at the crack of dawn to, to catch a flight that you hope that you don't miss so you can make it to your next show. It all got shut down. And so now we are trying to find a way to get back to that. But has anyone ever stopped to think how is how did this pandemic affect the musicians who were once regularly in a routine of touring and performing on a regular basis to now being shut down for a year and having to transition back into that lifestyle? There is some type of anxiety behind that. And so recently, I experienced that. Now, I did my first show after a whole year back in February. I got to play with one of my dearest, closest friends and who's one of the most biggest and prominent jazz trumpeters in our community, Mr. Dan Miller. And so Dan hired me to play with him in a very small, intimate theater, like outside theater-like performance. It was super COVID restricted, so we were, we felt safe. Everybody was masked. The audience was social distance. It was great. It was I felt safe enough to do that. Now I didn't realize in sound check that the excitement that I was actually feeling was anxiety, and I I can openly admit to everyone here that I hadn't had I hadn't experienced a panic attack from performing since I was in college and undergrad. 
because once I graduated and I started actually touring and performing, I was doing it out. I was doing it regularly and it was a continuous thing for years. So I build up enough endurance and enough confidence and experience to where I knew how to handle myself and I didn't really necessarily get nervous. It was more so like, okay, figure out how not to shut down and let this be a disaster. Well, that wasn't the case in February because I hadn't performed for anybody. I hadn't even played with my bandmates for over a year. So now I felt what I thought was excitement. I was really extremely nervous. I remember being in sound check and uh my the drummer Tony Vigilante, he was he was playing and we're we're just kind of messing around and he's like, Man, you're uh you okay? I said, Yeah, yeah. He said, You just seem real jittery. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Like, I'm I'm just happy to be here, man. You understand? Like, we haven't played together. I'm... And he just was looking at me like, nah, I think, I, think, <laughs> I think you might be a little more anxious right now. I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. And so we we started playing a swing, like a blues. And he's playing like, ting, 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 ting. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to push it. And so he stopped. And he said, hey, Brandon, calm down, man. Take a breath. And I'm like, I'm fine. What are you talking about? Mind you, everyone, I I hadn't experienced this in years, so I didn't realize that's what was happening. So once we finished, I think everybody felt good with their levels, whatever. We go back to the dressing room. Well, then, long story short, I felt my heart racing like really fast. I, and I wasn't drinking any soda or anything like caf anything with caffeine or nothing. So I was fine. I was, just, I just didn't realize what was going on. So I said, guys, I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. So I go in the restroom and I just started going <sighs> and I just felt my chest getting really tight. I was experiencing a panic attack and I had no clue why. And it hit me that I was so nervous because I was performing again. What I thought in my mind, without my, with my mind, I was excited. Like I was, I was a kid in a candy store. My body, because my body had felt so much pressure of that performance that it just hit me all at once. And I didn't, I didn't realize that's what I was experiencing. So I think now in 2021, where we're about to transition back into some normalcy of performing again, there might be some kind of anxiety that comes with that because we haven't had that interact, that personal interaction. You know, some folks were practicing during this quarantine time. Some folks decided to say, hey, I can actually chill because I actually have the time to chill now. And then they weren't practicing. So you're getting called to come back and people would have this certain expectation of what they remember you sounding like before COVID. And that I believe is what was, I guess, making me go through that anxiety attack that I had in that moment was I, yes, I've been practicing, I've been playing, but I've been playing for myself and playing for my kids, my wife, I've been playing for my family. I've been playing for no one else. So the fact that I'm about to play in front of 60 people outside and I may or may sound good, may or may not sound good. That freaked me out. And so I want to I want to present to you all that as we transition 
back into the music community of performing for for the general public we have to start doing things now that are that that will kind of get us back into our regular routine so from that experience what i started doing is i started performing for my students and what i would do is in my combo class i would get on bass and i would you know set up a couple of students i'll grab some students from practice rooms or whatever we'll just do little concerts and we'll perform for each other and that actually started to help because it was it it, it, it helped me kind of get back into my focus mode and so i believe what most experienced musicians including myself seasoned musicians are going to start experiencing now is not panic attacks but performance anxieties of that anxious that anxiousness like okay we we really have not performed for uh, people in a long time and now there's the thought of do i still have the reputation or do i still live up to what others had me or how they they remember me as before all this went down and so i think going to jam sessions for instance for younger musicians and since we're now things are starting to open up i know that cities are starting to allow uh open mic open mic sessions again so if you're in a city where you know there you knew that there was a uh, there was a regular jam session happening start attending these jam sessions again very slowly be be uh mindful of you know we're still we're still in a pandemic so if you you know we want to be safe but get back out and start listening to live music if you don't feel comfortable with performing just yet try to go out and listen to some live music get get used to being in that space i actually recently went to a concert uh, a couple days ago and that was the first live concert i had a, i attended since COVID happened i hadn't been to a live show since COVID first started last march and so for me that was not only that show was not only inspiring but it gave me a sense of relief of okay i can i can get back into this i can actually do this i mean people were responding people enjoyed the music the band sounded fantastic it was just like okay this is this feels great maybe maybe we can do this again and so like i stated earlier i started performing with my students to get back in the in the mindset of focusing so when you're when we were one thing that I talked about in my uh, last couple of sessions I did a while back when I brought when I talked about performance anxiety was a level of focus, breathe, relax and focus. So making sure that you're breathing, you know, backstage or whenever, right before you go on stage, just take a big breath, kind of just clear your mind, try to relax yourself, you know, put yourself in a space of, OK, I'm here. I need to enjoy this moment, like have fun and focus in on what it is that you're about to do. Focus in on the music, focus in on what you want to sound like when you're performing. So these are things that I talked about previously, but now as we're getting back or we're slowly starting to go back into some normalcy, we have to practice what we preached a long time ago because all of us are gonna start experiencing this just like I did. I, I, never, I, hadn't, I haven't experienced that type of anxiety attack in over 10 years because I, at that point I was doing it so regularly like it didn't matter it didn't matter like I, I learned how to suppress that but now my nerves kicked in because I was so excited but nervous because I'm like man I'm, I'm about to start playing for people again so here's a couple of things I would suggest 
if you're able to go listen to live music, go listen to live music. And I'm speaking to the younger musicians. Go go check out any live music that you can. If, if it's somebody that you like or somebody or if there's a festival in, 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 in your neighborhood or, you know, in your area. If there's things that are starting to happen, come up where you can go see bands play. Go check it out. All right. What that's going to do is kind of give you some sense of hope of, OK, I can get back on stage. I can do this because COVID has discouraged a lot of people from continuing doing music. And if they don't see themselves on stage doing what they were doing before, there's no sign of hope. It's out of reach. It's out of sight, out of mind. Right. So we were all experiencing that. You know, I have had this tendency of not wanting to book gigs anymore not that i don't i'm not lazy by any means necessary but i was in a rhythm before COVID started and i was actively booking i was it was in, it was motivating me more the more shows i booked on my own the more i wanted i wanted to keep grinding but now that we've taken this time off we don't know if any of this stuff is going to happen again so there's a lack of motivation so one of the things i had to do was get myself back out into that space and so going to attend live music, if you're uh, if you if you're in high school and you're like, oh, you know, I, I'm not gigging yet. What can I do? Get a bunch of your buddies and create your own little concert, you know, find some space, you know, maybe at one of your parents house or whatever. If they got a big backyard and you just invite some family members over, you you guys set up a little concert, you know, and during the pandemic, I was doing house concerts. I was literally playing concerts from my neighbors in my driveway and I would go to other neighborhoods where other musicians were and we would be socially distanced with our masks on and we would be in somebody's driveway and there would be people in the neighborhood sitting out in the street in lawn chairs like people were trying to figure it out music you cannot contain music you can't silence music it's impossible somewhere somewhere around the world they're going to figure out how to make it happen and that's what was going on so now if you're someone who is 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 nervous about getting back to playing find a group of your friends and try to put on little concerts get yourself back into performing get yourself back into the that routine of thinking about like okay i need to actually prepare a show which means i gotta i have to go prepare music so either i'm going to play standards or i'm going to play original music so now you got your the hamsters starting to, to spin the wheels are turning down you know so now things are going are, are kind of getting reunited for you so that was one of the things that helped me get back into my rhythm because now I'm, I'm i'm back out slowly starting to play again but it took me a minute because i just well i didn't feel comfortable just going out there playing one for safety reasons but two I was nervous. I was scared. I just was like, I haven't played for people in over a year. I don't know what I sound like with other musicians, you know? So there's this anticipation of, I don't know what to do. Another thing that I actually found that was very helpful is communicating with other musicians and just staying in constant contact, you know, like communicating and, and, and being and knowing that you're not alone in that sense. So when I started to get back into the scene, I started finding out that a lot of these musicians felt found it helpful of them communicating with other musicians, you know, in other regions, just, you know, giving them words of encouragement or, you know, checking in on them. This is what we were doing. So when we get back on the bandstand, 
there's no awkwardness of uh, there's no social awkwardness because you haven't been around this person in over a year you may not like that person no more. You may feel indifferent about them after a while. So that's also what I found helpful that was helping me get back in my rhythm was a lot of my friends, we stayed in contact. We didn't stop talking to each other. We, we Zoom, chat, FaceTime, or we call. So once we were able to start playing a little bit with each other, the chemistry was still there. It, it didn't fall off. It didn't falter. So that's one thing that I would encourage young players is try to play with each other. You know, if you have a group of friends that you want to, uh, that you, that you hang out with often, like try to keep playing, play, play enough to where you start to feel comfortable with being around other people. So when you do get calls or you start to get back out playing again, now you find yourself in a situation where you don't feel socially awkward being around folks because you haven't been around anyone. Um, uh, another thing that I, I also, would like to state about the perform about having performance anxieties. You want to not think about the things that can't happen for you, and that goes for season vets as well. Sometimes we are, I mean, we, not sometimes we are our worst, our own worst critic. You know, musicians ourselves, because we're the ones that are hammering it out day in and day out, shedding, shedding, and practicing and listening, doing all this extra stuff to make our skill set more profound and more you know uh, uh, uh more put together and so when you do that for as long as we have now in this period of time and you have to come back and have that same expectation there's 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 some nervousness there so one thing i've been working on is just practicing my fundamentals and, and and making sure that i still do the things that i was doing before so if and when I get called to perform, I'm ready. And that's what I've been telling all of my students is you still have to practice these things. Like I made my students practice in the mirror every day. You know, when they when they were at home, I told them like, hey, when you're at home practicing, practice in the mirror. Uh, practice speaking like you're talking to an audience. So that way, when you come back to it, it, it doesn't throw you off. There, there's nothing there that will show that you haven't, that you haven't fallen off or, you know, you haven't taken the time to keep continue working on these things. Um, I found also that during this pandemic, there is a there, there's a discouragement of wanting to continue. And I stated this earlier, continuing doing music because of the results of what has been going on with COVID and musicians were, we're pretty vulnerable in the sense of us traveling the way we eat. You know, sometimes musicians don't have good uh, health, uh, a healthy regimen where they exercise and things like that. So there's a lot of factors that go against us. So some people have seen that, well, we've lost all these great musicians during this pandemic. There's no, there's no, we don't need to go back to this. And so I want to encourage all of my young, my younger players who are in school or, you know, who, who are thinking about going to school for music. You all are the are, are going to be the ones that are going to carry on that that legacy and continue the music and preserve and preserve the music to keep pushing forward because we cannot have this pandemic make the final decision for everyone. And what it also has done is created new ways and innovative ways to reinvent what we've already done. So there is a sense of hope and you all can do that. You all are the, are the, are the key factor to this. So 
going out to listening to live, going out listening to live music, continuing to play with your friends, um, talking to your, your 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 elders in your community, you know, the seasoned musicians, still getting all of retaining that information. Keep practicing your craft. Okay. If you're a young musician who likes to write, keep writing and then get your friends to learn your music and keep and practice it. You want to keep chiseling and refining your skill set. So when it time when it's time to come back, because it's coming. It's gonna happen in a few months or in at least another year. It's gonna happen. And when it does, you want to be prepared as much as possible. Right. Awesome, 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 Professor, man. You, you're always dropping so much knowledge on us uh, when it comes to your topics. And anxiety, it is real. It is real. On one mm -hmm. word I kept hearing you say is create, create. Improvise, which we know improvisation is the heart and soul of this music we call jazz. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we take something, we cultivate it, we make it ours. My question is, during this period, we talked about COVID. Do you think the anticipation to get back will create a new sound? Like all of this time we took away from being out there, do you think there's going to be a new sound that comes about from that period we were away? Oh, it already has started. I mean, there are bands now that are creating sounds, more digital sounds, because people have had more time to sit there and mess around. You know, you've had the time to actually figure things out and figure out what's going on. I'm starting to hear uh, music a little more electronic, like instrumentation wise, uh, because you can just record from your home. You know, you don't need to have like a full studio band or whatever. You can just send the tracks off and bounce around from different parts of the country. I mean, we're just recording the luxury of their closet. So we're definitely seeing that wave. I'm seeing folks uh, steering a little more away from the audio compository of things and going back to like vinyls where you got more of a retro sound. So you're getting this real vintage kind of sound where people are going sampling and going back to earlier music. So it's funny. I teach that in music appreciation. I tell them that every 30 years, you'll start to hear music that your parents or your older siblings were listening to resampled in this generation. So for instance, like my younger brother would tell me I'm hearing people sample 50 cent when when I was in high school, or not even then, when I was in high school, when I was in middle school, like the end of my middle school years in the late 90s, he was starting to become big. So that's crazy to hear that now 20 years later, almost 20 years later, the, the younger generation of musicians are sampling his music. You know, you see what I'm saying? So it's like everything kind of recycles. So the sound, to answer your question, yeah, that sound is definitely going to change. And, and, and COVID, I've heard musicians say COVID, I mean, in respect, and I mean this, no pun intended, in all respects, but they said it was the best thing to happen for them creatively. Because before, they were just go, 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 go. And now you had all, you had 360, uh, 365 plus days to sit at home and figure it out. Right. So now you have people who are starting to take these 
ideas and these motifs and exploring with it, exploring these new sounds, and, and now creating a trend um, I, that I'm seeing more young people do. That's why I think it, it's blown up on TikTok where, where they'll start making these really out world music kind of like sounds on beats on like in like 15 seconds and then it'll just blow up it'll get like a million likes it's just stuff like that's happening so yeah to answer your question it has definitely changed the sound and i think it will and it's going to keep pushing forward like that you know i think everything is going to kind of we're going to start to see more and more of a, a virtual platform so a, a time of reinventing ourselves right mm -hmm. I mean, a whole year to put things on pause. And I, I totally understand what you mean. We do want to respect because, I mean, let's be honest. We lost some of the best of the best during this time. And when I think about, you know, we were in New Orleans, what, about a year ago? Mm -hmm. And I was outside the door of Snug Harbor about to walk in to hear, hear Ellis Marcellus. Ellis, yeah. Please, and yeah. we wasn't able to get in, and I didn't hear him and now he's gone so i mean true respect to all of those that we have lost and uh, i think we were talking before this and we said we may have lost some musicians that's still here that decided to say you know what i'm done with music yeah you no know, and that's kind of sad but um i do agree this was a point of, of reinventing ourselves you just mentioned all the technology social media uh where you could really get your music out there today in front of millions of people. Imagine mm -hmm. that. And reinventing, mm -hmm. going back to what you said about 50 Cent, you know, mm -hmm. how many artists have sampled and things like that? I mean, that's, that's an amazing thing. So um, I highly encourage everyone with this anxiety, do exactly what the professor said. Get with some friends. I mean, recently we did that. We came yeah. together and it was an awesome experience to say, hey, this is good. We're back. We're back. And music is never, ever going to stop. Would you mm -hmm. agree? There's no yes. boundaries to it. Exactly. That's why I said earlier, like you can't silence music. Like we, like the world took a silence, but people behind closed door was still making music. And then when, you know, the world decided to say, you know, we're going to open our ears up what's been going on now you now you're hearing it you know mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely so did you want to leave any final thoughts for our listeners uh before we sign out i mean this has been a great session i know we could talk all day about this but the the thing that i'm taking away from this is it's time to move forward it's mm -hmm. time to recreate it's time to regroup and it's try it's time for something new so I'm excited. I don't know about you, Professor, but I'm ready to move forward and do some awesome things. Yeah, man. My 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 final thought is that, you know, I encourage all the musicians out here, the young musicians who feel that, you know, music is not obtainable anymore because of the pandemic. And, you know, we've lost so many of our grades. You know, we, I don't want to be a statistic either. You know, most folks might feel that way, you know, due to the, the situations. But you have to understand that you guys are the voice. You're the next wave of the gener of the of the new generation that's going to continue to carry on and preserve this music. So someone like me and others who are in the higher education, who are teaching at the collegiate level, you know, 
we we really try to instill in that moment that once you all leave college, you're it. You're it. You know, we we've we were it when we were in your position. We had our elders tell us the same thing and we went out and did what we were supposed to do. And now that we've been blessed and granted with that same opportunity to to, to continue and preserve that legacy and that attribute that we've making to music, that's your sole duty and you you can do it. And so as long as you put that on the forefront of knowing that you have a purpose in why you're doing music. If you've been if you was given a talent, you have a purpose. So make sure you know what that purpose is and stick with it and hold on to it because we can't allow we we just can't you just can't just allow life situations to really hinder things that you can or cannot do. You have to you have to push through that. You know, that that's 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 why when we when we persevere and we get on top and we come out on the mountaintop and we stand tall like that, that's a great feeling to have. So when we get back to normalcy performing for people like I, I, I stated it at my first two shows that I was able to do in March on my own under my name. And I told the whole entire audience I sat there and I, I'm not even making this up. I started crying for about a good a good minute and everyone's like are you crying i'm like man y'all don't understand the joy i feeling i am feeling right now to actually stand here and just talk to you all and play like i never thought as a musician i would ever take that for granted and i did for years i was i was taking for i was taking that for granted for years i was expecting having the expectation of well you have to treat me a certain way because i'm a musician wherever i go you know i'm performing i know who i am it became an expectation now i don't expect it anymore i expect to want to play not expect to be treated like you need me there you don't need me there COVID has taught me that already so COVID has shown me that i'm not needed you can take me out you oh oh you think you cool bye-bye i knew two musicians that happened too one week I went and saw them play. The next week they were gone. I mean, it was like that quick. So when I say I would never, ever, 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 ever in my Chris Tucker voice, ever, 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 take any of this for granted. So every time I play from here on out, I'm I'm letting everyone know, like, look, you are going to get the best of the best of Brandon because I don't know when I'll be given that opportunity again. So I'm not taking it for granted anymore. That's my final thought. Don't take it for granted. If you have the opportunity to come at, let's do it. Awesome, awesome. Like the great Roy Hargrove said, take care of the music. And the music can take care, take care of you. Mm -hmm. So we want to thank everyone that joined us today for the Clearwater Jazz Holidays Foundation's Young Line Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. It's a joy to have you here, whether you are a seasoned musician or a beginner. There's plenty of opportunities to learn and share. Uh, thanks for all the questions that came in. And don't forget, check out our free sessions that's coming up, www.clearwaterjazz.com slash education. If you want to email us, we would love to hear some feedback. We love hearing from our fans and uh, just email us over there at info at clearwaterjazz.com. I am your guest host, Michael Kernodal. We've been blessed to have the professor, Brandon Robertson, here today. And we encourage you to keep on swinging, and we're going to see you on the next one. All right, have, have a good one, guys. Right, Thank you.
thank you for listening to Clearwater Jazz Holidays, Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. Thank you to our friends at Marine Max Clearwater for helping to present this podcast series. To learn more about the Clearwater Jazz Holiday Annual Festival tradition, other special events throughout the year, and our year-round education and outreach, please visit clearwaterjazz.com.